Welcome back in listeners to an amazing whisper in the wings. We have a return guest today who always a joy to speak to, and I'm very excited about speaking to them today about, um, what's going on with them. Uh, with us today is the playwright, Tyler Martin. Uh, Tyler, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for joining us today. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yes, I'm so excited. I was so excited to see this news. I was so excited to hear from you. Your play, Bonded, is having a special reading, a one-night-only uh, one reading on October 15th at 3 p.m. at Theater Row uh, to benefit um, men, men Healing, which is a organization that um, works to provide resources for male and male-identified survivors of sexual trauma. Um, and like, this is incredible, especially the cast who is um, doing this. Uh, you know, you've got, uh, who was it? Scandals, Bellamy. Yeah, Bellamy Young. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there, I, I think there was, if I remember right, there was a, a, a member from Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Thomas Abraham. He was in the original Broadway cast of Cursed Child. Um, yeah, it's a three-person show. Uh it's uh kind of feels like a two person sometimes, but it'll it's basically uh Bellamy opposite me, uh, and then and then featuring uh Brian. So it's a it's a great a, pr- a pretty awesome cast to have read, have having to hear read your words, but then even better that I get to act alongside Bellamy. It's pretty fun. So you're 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 also in this as well then. I am, I am. And and listeners, seriously. I got the great fortune of seeing Tyler at the Soho Playhouse in, oh, what was the name of the the show you wrote? Um, What I First Desired. What I First Desired. And it was (laughs) so good. So good. I'm still riveted by the ending. It was incredible. So I'm so excited to see you again on the stage because not only is he a great writer, but a great performer to boot. Um, a very so, different role in this one too. So it'll be, it'll be fun to share something very different with you. I was about to say, I'm like, I, and reading a little bit of the synopsis, I was like, Oh, wait a minute, hang on. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the show? Yeah. Yeah. So bonded is a, uh, a two act, three character exploration of trauma bonding. Essentially. Um, it follows story of Emmett, uh, who is facing a possible prison sentence after his second DWI offense and his estranged older sister, Nellie, uh, goes down to Texas to offer him a possible solution to get him out of the prison sentence, but they haven't spoken in many, many years. So when they do come together, uh, some, family trauma is unearthed between the two of them and, Really, it kind of has the possibility to bring them together or to to tear them apart um, and, and really not have a relationship. So um, but it's it's a, a story at the core that, again, is about trauma bonding, but also explores family dysfunction, um, obviously abuse and trauma, uh, some social issues. Uh, we have misogyny, homophobia, um, a lot of a lot of interesting undertones, some religious prejudice in there too um so all the things i love as a writer and i'm very (laughs) fascinated by um but but really seeing these two people in in a conversation um yeah amazing now how did you come up with the idea of the show or with the show in general i should say i am so fascinated by the concept of trauma bonding that really was the the origin story from it i uh specifically 
coming from my work in uh, religious deconstruction. It's a very common uh, term thrown around and and used a lot. And for those who don't know what that is, uh, trauma bonding essentially is, is basically what it sounds like. So it's a uh, bonding over traumatic experiences. Uh, and really, it's it's pretty beautiful. I, I, I call it tragically beautiful, tragic, because obviously one has to have gone through trauma to experience trauma bonding. But then on the bonding side of things, it, it really is having your past experiences heard, uh, being able to share with others about their past experiences, uh, just being seen and listened to is so important. Isolation is such a, a, a big common thread with survivors. So to be able to uh, just simply have your story uh, seen or heard and then to also relate to others um, it's a really it's a really big deal and can be really healing healing so that was my introduction into this world and I had had this story for a while that I'd kind of been contemplating writing and I kind of felt like it was on the treadmill of all places uh, where good ideas come I guess uh, but I it kind of hit me one day I was like oh that's this is the this is the story where I can explore this topic I love that and I think especially nowadays there's so many of us who have had shared trauma, maybe not to the extreme that you've discussed in your show, but I mean, hello, pandemic and war and, you know, just varying degrees of, 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 of shared trauma, you know, oh, yeah. exploring that. Um, just to slip something in here from what I remember, uh, I believe you have a podcast dealing with religion, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really, I mean, when I talk about the religious deconstruction work, that's kind of where... Um, uh, well, where I put more time into it anyway, that's when it started. Uh, and that's called Have a Blessed Gay. Um, and yeah, I talked with a lot of faith leaders and um, some really, really beautiful uh, activists who are doing some great work in the world uh, on there. So definitely check that out if you're interested in religious deconstruction and also just spirituality. Uh, it kind of veered into more about spirituality than religion itself. But yeah. That's amazing how you're able to just pull all these low, I don't want to say low hanging fruit, but just all these areas that you really dabble in quite deeply and be like, yeah, by the way, oh, look, a play, a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was really important to me too. In this specific story, uh, I feel like we so often have uh, stories revolving around trauma and abuse that are either uh, romanticized or heavily dramatized. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like that is... Um, almost purely triggering and I, I don't quite understand the reason for that all the time. I, I question I question the the why we have so many of those stories. And so uh in media rather, not that they hap don't happen, but just in media and how they're represented. Um and so it was important to me in this to as a writer to really approach this from just a very human, raw point of view. And ultimately it, it the play is we're just watching two conversations that take place. That's really it is. It's really just two conversations with two people. Um, very simple in its concept. Um, but the things that they talk about are not <laughs> simple uh, as humans do. Um, I think I think that's something very interesting, though, about this piece that uh, the even the idea of trying to grasp a, a human real conversation is is quite a goal. Um, but I'm I'm really in love with these people and and what they go through and 
I just find it really interesting. Amazing. What has it been like developing the show? I mean, not just for the special reading, but just in general. Well, I think, I mean, that was a big part of it is um, definitely the, the idea of it being more of just a focus on character, I guess, focused on, on this relationship and, and these people versus a themed play or a, a preachy kind of play. Like it's, it's not that at all. Um, and I mean, I think that there are definitely reasons to have those plays, but this one is just not a themed play like that at all. And so um, that process was really, really fun for me though, To I, I love writing dialogue. So to have a show completely focused on dialogue is um, like kind of a writer's dream of mine. I really, really love it. Um, and then also something really important to me was very early on to get the community involved. So I worked with this uh, really, really terrific uh, sensitivity reader. She is a professional in the field of uh, trauma and abuse. Uh, her name is Olivia Kistetter. Um, really, really terrific person. She's an author, editor, uh, many, many hyphens. And uh, reach out to her early on in, in uh, my completed draft forms. And uh, it was great working with her on it. And then I ended up reaching out to Men Healing later on. And, and uh, obviously we did end up collaborating in this way and just to be able to work with people within the survivor community and to uh you know have their stamp of approval if you will and then also to be able to discuss these topics because ultimately like that's kind of like my um uh, my like cheesy i guess um hope for this is that it being centered around the idea of trauma bonding i really hope it's a, a piece that can bond people together and it can give people the common language to discuss some of these topics um, that are that are often daunting to talk about. And so um, that's and it's already served that purpose uh, with so many people that I have shared the script with. And I've had some really, really, really special encounters with it. So I'm excited from that standpoint. Um, but community is something really important to me. So it's been kind of grounded in, in community since the the beginning amazing well yeah and it's in, i mean i mean i'm a survivor and i'm open about that so obviously there is uh you know i came from it from a, a point of truth from my own perspective but i do still think that it is uh smart no matter who you are no matter exactly what you've gone through just to reach out to other people because sometimes you know what obviously is beneficial to you is not beneficial to others and that's why i think sometimes we do get into situations where they're overly romanticized or overly dramatized is because um, even sometimes we have artists who have gone through what they're writing about um, and they pour so much of their artistic self into it that it kind of veers self-indulgent and not really for the general public, but more for self-expression, which is completely valid and beautiful and wonderful. Um, but again, I kind of I question sometimes stuff like that for the general public. Um, and uh, but I, I didn't want anything like that and then also i'm just dealing with some like uh because it's a real conversation it, the, um, the idea is to make it feel like a real conversation there is some undertones of misogyny that are not explicitly addressed in it there are uh there are undertones of homophobia there are undertones of all these uh kind of problematic things about our society so it was also important to me that it read that way and not that it was from the writer's perspective you know um 
and uh and and so i was very careful in that way that i i just handled the topics uh, abortion is a topic in there this was before roe v wade was overturned too um when i wrote it so uh that happening now is you know it's it's such a big conversation piece happening right now so there are just several topics in there that i just wanted to you know just have other eyes on and just to make sure that they um not that they're the be all of obviously as survivors themselves but uh just to have you know to, yeah like you're saying just do due diligence basically With it being the you know the one reading, what is the message that you're hoping audiences will walk away with? Yeah, um, with working with men healing and uh, and community being so big and accessibility, I talked about accessibility a lot the last time I was on here too. Um, it's something so 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 important to me. Uh, so when I was talking with them, uh, we agreed to to have the live stream available for people. So no matter where you are, if you uh, do you want to RSVP to watch? Uh, you can, and, and you can be a part of the talk back. That'll happen afterward as well. Um, and kind of like I mentioned earlier, I, I really do hope this piece is a way for people to uh, to bond and be able to talk with others about their experiences. And because often I, I do feel like we, we're human. So of course we love interaction. We want to, but it can be difficult to figure out how to, bring up a topic um and maybe you don't want to be explicit like i i've have said uh, several times throughout this process that i don't care to get into the specifics of uh, my survivor journey and uh and that's okay and i think no matter where anyone is in their uh journey that they can still converse about uh, experiences and emotions, uh, even if they don't want to address exact events. Um, but there's there's still ways to communicate about uh, our experiences without um, even being explicit. And I think that's something that I really try to focus on in the show is and something I feel like is overly dramatized sometimes. It's like, yeah, I went through this trauma and this is the step by step of what happened in that event. No one does that really. No one no one goes through their exact events and in a step by step usually, unless it's for like an expose or something. So uh, that's kind of not real life. That's not how people talk about trauma. So to be able to uh, give this uh, a conversation out into the world of like, this is how you can talk about uh, trauma and it can be more from a place of just how it's manifesting in our lives right now and and how it is um yeah affecting our lives currently or it did or whatever but it's even it's less even about the events but just more about like us as people and and what we're going through currently um so yeah i, I just i hope it gives people the courage to talk and and the common language to be able to do so amazing i keep saying amazing but but <laughs> it is i mean theater is all about the human experience and what what a true and honest human experience, especially with the dialogue you're trying to encourage. I'm just so inspired. I'm so looking forward to this. Um, now, this is, is this the first time the work is being produced or, or being done? Yes, I've had, I'm, I've had several private readings myself with it, of course, throughout the writing process, but um, this is the first public. And um, I mean, what a, 
what a team to do it with, right? It's, a, oh my it's, gosh, a, it's pretty magical. It's, it's all been very cosmic. Every part of it along the way, honestly, has been the people, how we've come together has felt very, I don't know a better word than cosmic, but there's been several very strange things about it that have just kind of happened in place with it. The moon and Mercury in retrograde has really played it. in your favor, right? All of it. <laughs> all of it. Yes, yes, yes. No, there's been uh very fun though. It's it's been exciting all along the way and it it just feels um not that it's not hard work cuz anyone who um I'm also uh, essentially acting as the creative producer of it and so the the one organizing everything essentially. So, uh you know, for anyone who puts on events or anything, uh especially where fundraising is involved, you know how difficult that is, but that being said, um for for the event everything has just gone so smoothly um as of yet knock on wood and so that's been um quite a a blessing if you will (laughs) so you did mention that this is a streaming event as well Mm -hmm. so going along with that who do you hope have access to see the show so i mean when i growing up i was um and my family's very poor and I grew up below the poverty line. So any any theater that I got to see, uh, any classes that I did, any anything arts related, basically, I was given um, it was scholarship based or it was uh, just through people I knew um, who wanted to support me in, in, in the arts. And so. Um, especially in New York, I feel like it's uh, we get so New York centric sometimes with theater uh, and almost like the romanticizing or the over dramatizing. I don't really understand the point of that. Sometimes Um, if a conversation happens here between a select few privileged few, um, but isn't offered to the general public, then like what, what good is that conversation in the end? You know? So I, or, or not what good, but it could be better anyway. It could do more good if it were open to more people. So, um, you know, anyone who has, uh, who identifies as a survivor, obviously, um, that's uh, such a huge focus of this event. So yes, them. Um, so many people can <laughs> identify as a survivor. Um, some numbers that are very fascinating and and some stuff that I've learned throughout this process, especially working with men healing is um, pretty commonly known that one in four women um, are survivors and that they will experience some form of uh, sexual victimization in their lifetime. Uh, But with uh, men, it's one in six who will also experience sexual victimization in their lifetime. So the numbers are actually very similar. Um, uh, the percentages are very close, but in our society, uh, you know, there's many reasons why uh, male survivors are not seen and heard uh, nearly as frequently. Uh, and there's just a, a lot of stigma and a lot of stereotypes surrounding it. Um, and so learning about that has been really fascinating. And in the show, even, um, the male getting into the um, social justice kind of system. And that's a very common thread um, with male survivors. Um, There's a lot to be taken from the show from a male survivor 
perspective. So um, that's also a hope, especially with working with men healing specifically, that uh, male identifying survivors out there can uh, watch this piece and, and relate to it and um, just kind of break down these weird barriers we have in our society uh, surrounding masculinity and um, and if you are abused and somehow you aren't masculine anymore or, or your, mm-hmm. your, your manlyhood is in question. Uh, there's just so many interesting, interesting things um, from that perspective. So anyway, basically anyone can enjoy the piece. I think, I don't think you have to be a survivor to enjoy the piece. Um, there's, uh, I mean, if you have siblings, if you have, if you have family drama, I think that you, you can get plenty of, away from that alone. Um, and two, it's just interesting uh, to watch these two fascinating people talk. So, um, but I, I would love um, for it to uh, reach survivors all over the world who don't feel like they necessarily have access, especially to art. I think what you're you're saying and what you're trying to do is so important and so powerful. Where you're like, you know, the the truth has to be heard regardless of who's saying it. And it needs and 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 it's, and and these horrible atrocities are not happening just because you are you identify as a certain gender. It happens to a person, regardless. Yeah. And that person has to be, you know, has to be dealt with. We have to help them regardless of gender. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a. I mean, I think it's important to know too that obviously, like uh, male identifying people have privilege in our society as well. So, mm-hmm. but but with that privilege comes these stereotypes, uh, mm-hmm. and then it gets uh, those same males into situations where they are extremely isolated after being abused. So it's just like this really vicious cycle. Yeah. And uh, a statistic that I was reading about. Um, uh, through men healing, I, I found very fascinating too about the um, kind of like I mentioned before, but the idea that if a in female survivors, it's not so frequent that they question their sexuality after their experience. Yes. But with men, almost always it is questioned. And what's even more fascinating than that is even if the male was abused by a female, simply because they're masculinity is then in question because they quote unquote allowed themselves to be abused or they um they let it happen like why didn't they stop it are they not you know whatever enough to take care of themselves so then they start to question and then we have all these stereotypes about what a a a queer person looks like or whatever and so then they start to question their sexuality because of that it's just this awful awful cycle um or from a even a straight perspective if they are to uh um, be abused by a female uh, and then maybe even talk with their friends about it, it m- more than not, it will probably be viewed as, oh, well, even if you weren't ready, even if you didn't really want it, you're lucky that happened to you. You're lucky you got to have sex. Um, yeah. And so that we have so many like just really warped views as, as far as sex and abuse go. And, and although males privilege from a lot of it, uh, they also just as heavily uh, are are hit by the sword as well. So,
want to shift gears a little. Yeah. <laughs> it's been about three months since we've talked and just see if any of these have changed, you know, in case maybe some of our listeners, um, maybe they're, they're new to you, but I thought I'd, I'd go and ask these again, um, get to know you a little bit more and start off by asking, you know, um, what shows have inspired you maybe as late or before, including playwrights or composers, um, or do you, or do you love? I don't know if my answer would change that much. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this one before. I know I talked about Tennessee Williams before, yeah. obviously. I don't remember if I talked about Lucas Nath. Nath, I never know how to say his last name. Lucas Nath, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if I discussed him, but he is one of my uh, a contemporary playwright that I am... Uh, yeah, just obsessed with. I think his work is really fantastic. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's great at kind of what I tried to accomplish in this is just uh, being able to write realistic dialogue, uh, and in a way, in a way that sounds truly authentic. Uh, I think he's done it multiple times, and it's it's just always so exciting to watch. It's so interesting. It's like this weird uh, kind of subversive thing to there's not a spectacle there's not you don't have alphabet flying it's just a conversation and because it's just a, a raw conversation and we're not used to seeing just raw conversations in media somehow that feels like edgy and like um like that borderline scary. Absurd, but you're like no but this is real yeah it's just like it's just this weird kind of unnerving thing to watch um a real conversation sometimes <laughs> and um especially when we see people in the conversation like making mistakes or like weird like why are you doing that thing that you're like oh wait I do that oh no you know um so just like the little weird like truisms of of being a human anyway I think he captures them wonderfully beautifully um and yeah I'm totally obsessed with that guy's work it's a lot of like a standard kitchen table conversation but there's so much intensity but it's inside yeah so it's it's, it's totally there's there's energy but there's not like over dramaticism when i saw doll's house part two i was waiting i was like someone's gonna get really just like slapped around or and it never did it never it was yeah. all and i was like this isn't this isn't ibsen this is literally like realism almost you know what i mean yeah. like i was like this is exactly how this really would have gone down this is totally not heightened theater at i mean all. We have August Osage County, which I think can be heightened depending on the direction. But as far as just the text itself goes, um, it, extremely realistic. And yeah. I've, I've had those family experiences. And um, that's also kind of a great example of um, a show that is focused on character yet dives into so there's so many nuanced topics throughout. But it, there if it is human and if it is a genuine ish even kind of conversation then there will be nuances of a bazillion things because that's how we talk as people because we bring our own baggage and experiences even when we say hi how are you to someone and so um i think if it's if it is realistic then there it is nuanced um just to an extreme degree uh and i think uh yeah i think august osage county does that really well too yeah have you seen any great theater lately that you might recommend? Oh, I have. I oh have. Uh, Hit me with it. I finally saw Into the Woods. Um, uh, my God. It's so good. Um, yeah. It's so good. 
we i mean i knew it would be but it is just it's so good um and uh last play that i saw last week that i really fell in love with with was with uh death of a salesman yes sharon, Wendy Pierce and sharon de clark sharon de clark can do no wrong mm-hmm. um wow, wow 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 her performance and i knew it would be because obviously she's already won like so many awards for this role but um oh my god she's just so good it was every time she was just on stage even when she was sitting i was just so captivated she's brilliant and uh but the whole set design the the lighting concept is out of this world beautiful um the whole cast is terrific uh costumes i mean literally everything i i'm it's one of the definitely one of the best plays i've seen on broadway for sure for sure Oh, I can't wait. I think I see it next week or the week after. Let me know what you think. So I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited for the show. I love the classics that are being done right now. The Piano Lesson, Death of a Salesman, you know, oh, 1776. Well, and this is an interesting one, too, because I do. It's purposefully a little overly dramatized, but I think it's done in such a way that still uh, holds the human aspect so intact. And uh, I left feeling like i related so much to it um and and the some of the family dynamics and the um yeah i just i can't say enough good things about it i'm so excited what is your favorite part about working in the theater now here's delio i know i said community kind of last time and that would still be the same thing it is it is talked it, like talking with people and and sharing a common experience is almost I, I don't know if that'll ever change for me uh, but what I will say in, in this setting with bonded specifically um uh dealing with this kind of subject matter it's I've I've, I've just already even though it isn't fully out into the public yet I've already had so many uh just tender special conversations with people about this and and their own experiences and so um stuff like that you just can't beat i mean you just the a connection like that uh i i don't know i just don't think there's anything quite like it so i'm i'm just really really pumped to to get it out even further into the world uh for that reason but uh community 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 I want to ask my favorite question as we round this out. Um, what is your favorite theater memory or another favorite theater memory, I guess, in this case? I will say. Um, <laughs> this is hard. It was hard the first time. And so it's even harder the second time. Uh, um, I'll kind of wrap it back around, though. I'll, I'll be that'll be fun. I'll say what I first desired, actually. Um what what I first desired really uh, kind of came out of nowhere this year for me, and or that's what it felt like anyway. Um, having previously written it and um, meant for uh, screen, not for stage, even though it was a play, um, it was still written for for um, to be on on a screen, and and so that it did actually take place in a theater, and then that really spurred so much of of what help, has helped me with with bonded i don't think i would have um like i had a personal connect with um bellamy and uh it, that didn't come 
from what I first desired, but it did come from someone going to see what I first desired <laughs> and them really loving the piece. And, um, and then that's how that connection kind of, um, ended up being, but, uh, and, and so many things like that from that show that I met some really incredible people. I probably, I don't know if I would have talked to you and gotten to know you or like just so many incredible things that came out of it. So, um, I'm I'm really really thankful for the show and the the group was just so special uh, with it and uh, yeah I just had a I had a I had a blast and that was it, that's been really fun to um, like I I feel like such a playwright this year more than I've ever felt before and uh, and I I feel like I owe like even if bonded had happened still which I think it it would have in some regard. Um, I I don't know if I would feel quite like the playwright I do right now if if what I first desired hadn't happened and so and it still has a life it's still going and uh, there's definitely things continuing to happen with it that hopefully I can I'll, I'll have more details later in the future but um but that's been very fun so to have these two projects going kind of simultaneously has been I don't I'm just yeah pretty cool pretty cool yeah I mean I still I'm. I'm still over the moon about that play and that ending. It was so good. You have so much to be proud with that show. It was, I still rave about it. I've been raving about it to uh, some friends. We were just at the public last night um, <laughs> at a cookbook at Gideon Glick's cookbook launch. Um, Fun. We kind of snuck in. Um, good, good. There's a lot of stories with that, but we were talking and there was someone <laughs> that looked just like you. And I literally went, I said, that's not him, but that looks like Tyler Martin. And my <laughs> friends go, who's that? And I said, oh, he's this playwright actor. I saw a show. Let me tell you about a show. And then I spent like 15 minutes talking about your show. And I said, and the ending, I didn't see coming from a mile away. And I was just <laughs> shook the whole night. And I was like, this show needs to get done again. And you guys will enjoy it. You know? And so, yeah, you, you, you should be very proud of that piece. And I'm so glad to hear that there's, there's more life and there's more in the work with it. Um, which leads me to uh, my, my, one of my last questions, which is, uh, are there any other productions that you have or projects in the fire that we can, we can plug or talk about? Not uh, exactly. Um, obviously with this reading, uh, a from a theatrical standpoint, this is really like the the groundwork for a commercial off Broadway run is the goal of this. So, um, so any any uh, folks out there who are interested in being involved in that, please do reach out to me um, and definitely try to see this reading. But if not, I'm sure we can figure out something else. Um, but yeah, that's the that's really the goal with with Bonded, and then um, there's a few theaters interested in what I first desired and a few directors. So um, that's kind of just a big discussion thing right now. But uh, uh, definitely that will be in the future as well. Um, and then a couple other little projects too, but I can't quite say anything about them yet. So, um, but yeah, just uh, uh, definitely, um, yeah, if you're interested in my stuff, follow me and reach out uh, for sure, for sure. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. And, and speaking of which, if our listeners want to find more information about you or about Bonded, how can they get that or or reach out to you? Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram, and that's uh, Tyler Isaac Martin. Uh, Isaac is spelled I-S-A-A-C. And then 
um bonded is on instagram and that will uh the activity on there will pick up this next week um so it would be a good time to go ahead and follow um and that's bonded the play is the handle on there but then also if you go to my website um which is also tyler uh then that'll have all the information as well as my um email and and ways to contact me about bonded and other projects so that would be a good place to check it out to you amazing yay well we, we will be watching it like a hawk um it was so exciting to see that this this happened um i mean we of course we following you on instagram so that's when we saw that and many celebrations and hoots and hollers i was like yay another <laughs> another thing from tyler i can't wait <laughs> so our guest today has been the amazing tyler martin um whose play bonded is having a reading a one one time only reading on october 15th at 3 p.m at theater row uh, in-person and virtual attendees can RSVP at menhealing.net. And all the proceeds from this reading will benefit Men Healing and its work to provide resources for male and male-identified survivors of sexual trauma. And you can get more information about Bonded the Play by following him on Instagram at bonded the play you can also follow tyler for more information about all the goings on with him uh by following him on instagram at tyler isaac martin and that's isaac with two a's or checking out his website tyleristicmartin.com and all of this information will be posted in our episode description as well as on our social media Tyler, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us again. This is amazing. I'm so happy to see everything happening with you. This is great. I'm so happy we got to chat. I appreciate you so much. And uh, yeah, this has been so, so, so fun. Thank you. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep your masks on, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. Two friends from old New York town met in a foreign land. One thing the praises of If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.